The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to The Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists their favorite movie as American Psycho and favorite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Good morning, at Jamie Absolute Media. Yes, nice and early, getting this one out of the way early. It's very late for me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of life for you, morning people. Yeah. How was uh, work? Nice and cold? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's apocalyptic in the wee hours where everyone else is sleeping. People don't realise that. It's all nice and calm now before everyone wakes up. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and heard the wind. I was like, holy dooly. Yes, but it's heaps windy. But it do be like that this time of year. You know what? I wouldn't mind the wind uh, blowing the vid away. It's it's rearing his little head back in Sydney, and I'm not having it. I'm not having it this time. I'm fine. I'm fully vaccinated now. Yeah, you're out of the way, aren't you? Yep. So you got the double? Yeah, got the second one this week, so I'm all done. No blood clots. Totally fine. No drowsiness. I see that's a bit of a thing. No, not with the second one. The first one I had the sore arm and the fever, but the second one, nothing. So I'll take that. There you go. Well, you're free to roam, I guess. Roam the streets. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to go to Bondi anytime soon. But I'll be. I'm fine to go everywhere else. Bro, what's going on with Bondi? I've never been a Bondi fan. But it's just. It's not doing itself any. Yeah, no, they're definitely not. Not on, not on the best of terms at the moment, but we'll, we'll let them just live in their own little bubble like they seem to anyway. This is um, all very good timing too for Vivid. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure they're stoked. But um, anyway, back a bit close to home. What do we... Um, no, I've, uh, we've both watched just a little bit of a TV show and it's, um, I've heard great things and it's just exceeded expectations. I was very impressed. Uh, Mayor of Easton. Uh, yep. Yeah, the new show on Binge, and I was the same. I'd, I'd heard all these people being like, yeah, it's great. you got to watch it. you got to watch it. And I was like, I'm going to wait till all seven episodes are up, and then I'm just going to watch the whole thing. But, like, I, some shows I don't mind the week to week, but this one I needed to have it all to go. Was it week to week, this one? Yep. Yeah, they initially did it week to week. Yeah, HPO, little number. But yeah, I just waited till the whole thing was on binge and did the whole lot. Yeah, bro, I wouldn't have been able to handle week to week, I don't reckon. No, especially with some of those later episodes where they end on these big, like, reveals. You're like, oh, I need to see what happens now. Yeah, literally every episode at the end of it, you're like, oh, my God. Like, they're just like a little like, late surge at the finish line. Like, yep. it just gets real juicy in like, the last two minutes. Like, oh. Yeah, they, they just drop that tiny little nugget of info and you're like, oh, I need to see where that goes. How's my, how's my disgraceful efforts watching this? So I've used um, 
my mum's account to like watch it, and um, she's already seen it. So I've just pressed play to like start watching it, and it wasn't until I finished watching the first episode, what I thought was the first episode, it was actually the last episode I've watched. Oh no! I didn't even realize. I was like, "Oh man!" I was, I was like, "Oh, this is." I was like, "Oh, it's a little bit confusing," but but it's sort of like could be just like an action-packed first episode. Yeah, so I've accidentally watched the last episode of the show first. I feel like that would have taken a lot of the impact of the show out. Yeah, but at the same time, I didn't really know what was going on completely, so it, it sort of it did. It's like that the whole time watching it, I've had it in the back of my mind what I've seen. I had a similar issue with this one as well. I, I didn't watch the episode, but it's, it seems to be a problem with binge. Because if somebody watches it on the same account as you, when you then press play, because when it, it plays a show, it doesn't play all the way to the end. It like gets partway through the credits and then goes, okay, you want to watch the next one and cuts to it. That doesn't count as fully finishing the episode. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. So, because it comes up resume, 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 like episode resume playing. Yeah. So I kept going to watch episodes that my mum had watched previously and it kept like trying to start me halfway through the season i was like no i want to play episode one or episode two and and then on um the google tv it's really hard to tell what episode you have highlighted as well Mm. so i kept like not knowing which one i was playing and then i'd play the one before or the one after the one i actually wanted to select and it was a, a nightmare but once i finally got the show to play incredible show totally worth it yeah, I was, yeah, like, um, oh, I was tossing up when I was watching. I was like, oh, did I remember enough? For the, I wasn't going to plan on watching the last episode again because I'm sure I can remember enough. But once I got to like episode six, I'm like, no, I'm definitely watching it again. And I'm glad I did because um, I was heaps more into it. And it was like a lot, I picked up a lot the second time around. But like definitely helped. Yeah, and like that last episode, yeah, it does a great job of wrapping everything up, which is... It's nice, but I think, yeah, the show's done. Like, I don't think. Um, that's what I'm trying to think, man. Like, there's obviously, there's an, yeah, I know. There's an, there could be, like, but they just have to completely, like, new mystery, like, new things to solve. Or, I don't know, without spoiling it too much, like, the mayor, the Kate Winslet character could move out of town and, like, start working somewhere else. No, but, yeah, it did feel like it was wrapped up, hey. Yeah, and particularly because it is, like, set in that really small, close-knit community. It feels like if they came back for a second season in that town with Mare as the central character mm. with another crime, it would feel a little bit weird. It'd be like, why is this? It overlapped too much because I did feel like it was a huge, it was a big family tree and everyone sort of was somewhat entwined or related. So, and every, everyone, was, everyone was involved in the same crime in the town. So, like, it's like a small country town, like, Outside of, um, like, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it'd be like, why is this one tiny town having these two horrible crimes within such a... Well, it'd be three because there's sort of two in this one, so... There would definitely be cause to renew it, but I'd think, yeah, like, I'd take away the... I don't know. It would ruin it a bit. It would sell it out. So that's the best way to put it. <laughs> I wonder if they do something similar to what they did with... um like a true detective. Yeah. 
Well, they keep a similar style of storytelling, but with totally new characters and a totally new setting. I love the characters. So pretty much what only Kate Winslet, is that the first thing she's done since Titanic? I could not name a single other thing she's done. I wouldn't have, honestly, I would like to know how far we've gotten through it before realising it was Kate Winslet without actually knowing beforehand. I don't think I would have. I don't know if I would have. I don't know if it would have clicked. Hey, Guy Pierce is Guy Pierce is really good in it. The way they um dress Kate Winslet up and present her, like she looks totally different. Like no makeup. I wouldn't say dress up. Just basic. Yeah, it was. Um, she was brilliant though. Played very played played the part perfectly. Just like a what trauma stricken um, female detective. In a small town, knows everyone, related to everyone. Yeah, from looking at this, she's done a few things. She did um, Ammonite. Uh, she's in Black Beauty, and then Mayor of East Town's like the big one. She's in Avatar Two, which is coming up too as well. So, yeah, she's done a few things, but she must have just been cruising off Titanic winnings. <laughs> yeah, I love this one. Like, apparently, that was all her choice too to make the character like this very middle-class, run-of-the-mill woman who's just, like, struggling to get by and just doesn't really care about how she looks. Bro, she played it very well. I'd almost... I wouldn't be surprised if she was absolutely like that in real life. I, I think it's her best work, too. It was, like, perfect. It was almost like a... It was freaking good, eh? It was like a biopic. <laughs> um, it's... That's... Too, it did feel like it... It was seven-hour episodes, like, and it was good. It was enough, but... It would have been a good movie too. Like it was like don't get me wrong, it was perfect as it was. But um like it could it would have been a good like two and a half hour movie too. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff they probably couldn't cut out of it. Yeah, they'd sort of have to take away the whole like the storyline was cool for a movie. I think if they did a movie they'd have to take away the whole like priest angle. Yeah, it's just too many other little bits and too many other storylines to follow characters. And probably the part where the, the brother tries to get his brother to take the fall, they'd have to take that out as well. And then it would be very, very sort of run of the mill and step by step. Whereas this one felt like it could have gone in any direction at all times. And the kid, the, oh, the kid was like the main part of the show, but like you could almost cut him out. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, he couldn't, but it would be like a cool movie take. I, um, it took me a long time, probably six episodes to finally work out who's who. There's a lot of you got a little bit a lot of thinking to do, like especially the Kate Winslet character's family, because she's sort of living with a grandson, which you think's her son, but then yeah, her mum is like you think's the grandma, then her daughter. It's just really it's just very confusing. Then like the ex-husband's like lives across the road and he's always over. <laughs> it's just a bit going on. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of like overlapping family trees and it was mind-boggling to yeah to like work out who's who a lot of um teen pregnancies in this town apparently there's nothing to do in town yeah i'm just so shocked how everyone just literally knows everyone yeah like even like the girl that gets murdered she's like 17 and has a one-year-old mare was obviously very young when she had her son and then her son was young when he had his son there's nothing to do in this town except have babies, apparently. Erin, the uh, main character in question, I wonder how old she was. She was meant to be 16 or 17. They say it, like, briefly partway through. Far out. 
and she's having this like, is it a spoiler and a fair with that? Anywho, but yeah, um, how good was I reckon episode five? I think it was um, where they went into the like, the kidnapper's house. That was a hectic episode. Oh yeah, that was whew, that was full on. That was like where the, all the action came from. But yeah, it first started. It was like a lot of emotional build up and back and forth stuff. And that episode, the guns come out and it started happening. Bang bang, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, huge fan of it though. Big fan. I'm, damn, I'd love to see. Yeah, I want to start seeing Kate Winslet and some stuff too. Yeah, especially like roles like this where she is just like a regular person. Like she could pick up like a role in like a TV show, like a, as a like as a cop, like just an ongoing show. Yep. I know. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know, like a Grey's Anatomy, as a vibe, that sort of thing. Yep. Like just a big ongoing, plenty of episodes. She would just fit into a role and stay in it for years. Like that's how she, she played this. Yeah, but then I also think like she wants to do these like really deep mm. roles where she gets to show off her actual acting skill, like. Like I said, they don't put a ton of makeup on her. She's just very basic. So it gets you to look at her as an actor rather than, oh, she's this really beautiful woman who's doing pretty basic acting stuff. But this one was uh, just all skill. Pretty uh, powerful character too. A very deep character too because, like, she's strong and confident but then also struggling internally. It's very very well made, this yeah, very happy with it. Glad I um, smashed it out. But yeah, like I said, I would have been disappointed if I had to wait, wait a week for new episodes. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely. Now that the whole seven episodes are out, it's perfect. You can smash it out in a weekend. Yeah, seven was good too. They were good little solid hour ones too, not the 45-minute capers. Good solid hour. Um, speaking of week by week, Lisey's story. Yep. You are up to date. Um. Did you watch... Did you watch last night's episode, yesterday's episode? This is probably going to be an interesting one for us to chat about because I did not like this at all. Yeah, bro. Um, I'm hanging on by a thread. I gave up after two episodes. Did you? Yeah, I was just like, nah, bounce. Yeah, so you got to have this like full attention. There's a lot going on. It's very dark. It's very, um, it's pretty supernatural too. And that's, that's where it lost me. Like, Stephen King actually does his screenplay on it, so he's had a lot to do with it. Um, it's a lot like Doctor Sleep, I found. Yeah, and um, Servant, like, kind of like that as well, but yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to mention Servant. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it's um, very dark, very... The supernatural and fantasy elements just lost me. Yes, it gets excessive, but um, I was actually explaining to someone else, the first two episodes are a bit... Slow going, but three and four, but pretty, pretty hectic. It's very violent. They didn't muck around. They got straight into it, eh? Very gory. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so like when I was watching it, like those first two episodes were just, I felt like they were asking more and more questions and never like giving me any answers to just basic things. I'm still not sure what's going on in all four episodes in. And then with the supernatural and fantasy stuff, I was just like, nah, I mean, I can't do this. Like, I need to know what's happening. So from what I can gather, it's based around this Lacey character and her husband was a well-known writer. Like what, basically like 
a Stephen King in the in this show. You could say like cult following writer with crazy fans, and I'm just not sure how this like this Matrix thing they're in this fantasy world. Yeah, where he like they go into the water and weird stuff. Yeah, I'm still trying to get my head around that. But what what I was going to mention too, um, I picked this up watching last night's episode, episode four. It's almost like a um, bit of an insight into Stephen King's own mind. Like, I know you can say every Stephen King, you know, it's Stephen King when you watch something or whatever, because everything's Stephen King, so Stephen King. But uh, this just felt like very, like it was about him, like more than a lot of other things I think. Like, because it's about this writer who's got all these great ideas and. I just yeah, I could just see Stephen King a lot in the, you know, the the character that it's the, the writer in it. Yep. Yeah, and then there's like this the stalker, who's obsessed with his work. But for me, like, if the supernatural elements weren't there, and it was literally just <laughs> Lisi dealing with the grief of her husband passing away, and then finding out that there's this crazy stalker trying to get his unfinished manuscripts, it would have been perfect. I'd have been in. But then when they added all the supernatural water elements, I was like, no, nah, too much. Too much going on. 15 minutes into the first episode, I was like, holy dooly, how would you read this in a book? Oh, just mind-boggling. It'd be the, it'd be the, it'd be a thousand-page book. There'd be that much little details. Yeah, there's no way this is a short book. It's got to be a long book. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, so it's an Apple, Apple TV doing it. Yep. Yeah, it's another week-to-week release on Apple TV+. Plus. Produced by J.J. Abrams. Look, I'm not mad. I'm going to keep watching it. It's only 528 pages. Hmm. Interesting. And then, yeah, stars Julianne Moore, who's done a ton of stuff. But, yeah, if you're not, if you're like me, you don't like, not into the crazy supernatural stuff, it's probably not for you, but. Yeah, I'm not, but um, I'm going to see it out. Because, like I said, it start, really started, started to get pretty decent. Once I put my phone down, I actually started paying attention to it. Yep. Um, which it needs full attention. Like, just put your phone away. Don't, like, have it even near. Do we know how many episodes it's going to be? Um, probably. I just assume, like, eight. Yeah, it's usually about eight for Apple. I low-key want to watch that physical show on Apple. It looks fun. That looks like it could be a cool, cool one. I thought it was a movie, but it's actually um, week by week. Yeah, Apple TV has that problem where everything they advertise, it looks like a movie, and then you go, oh, no, it's a show. It does, bro, literally everything. Like, I thought Lisey's story was a movie. So did I. And then I turned it on, I was like, oh, no, this is a show, okay. It actually, um, it should be a movie, I reckon. Ted Lasso, I thought that was another movie, and it turned out to be a TV show. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it is, eh? But it's amazing. Definitely watch that one before season two comes out. You reckon? It's so good. So funny. There's heaps on here, eh? Ted Lasso is incredible. And apparently um, Mythic Quest is really good too. Oh, yeah. I'm actually seeing something else on here I wanted to suss out. There's heaps on here. Like, it's, just, it's very, like a very <laughs> Apple layout. Like, it's just it's pretty confusing to navigate. Or it should be simple. Yeah. They've built a decent library, though. Like, there's stuff hidden. There's stuff hidden everywhere. You got to go to the originals tab, and then that's where all their stuff is. But yeah, I want to watch 
kind of want to re-watch Ted Lasso before the second season drops just before my birthday. Yeah, I pro- proper thought it was um, a movie. Ah, oh, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. He plays that American football coach, yep. soccer coach. Season two drops the day before my birthday, so that's immediately on my watch list. And I want to go back and watch the Jason Momoa show, C, before season two drops in November, November as well. I can't stand him, eh? I don't know why. Yeah, but it's by the same people that did um the Tom Hardy show that we really liked, so. Oh, true. Yeah, so. Well, was that, that one taboo? Yep. Wow. Maybe I can become a... um Momoa, mate. A Jason Momoa fan. Uh, what else have they got? Oh, they've got season two of The Morning Wars coming up as well. That's another... That's probably their best show. Yeah, what is that? Isn't that like a morning show? It's a drama series with Jennifer Aniston... No, Steve Carell. Yeah, I've seen something about that. I'm actually not get around that. 100% watch that. That is their best show. Like, better than Servant, better than Ted Lasso. And it was their first one. They stacked the cast. I'm going to get on that. Is that did, was that the one we had, like, Whoopi Goldberg as well? No, that was like an actual morning show, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's different. But, yeah. Totally watch Morning Wars, Ted Lasso, if you can. they're my two favourites. Yeah. And I'm thinking about going and watching Mythic Quest because I keep hearing people rave on about it being one of the funniest shows. So might have to check that one out at some point later this year as well. There's heaps on it, but um, wow. There's cheekies that you got to rent some stuff. I don't like that. Yes. That's what, that's what like, always keep coming back to Netflix because everything on there is just, just watch it. Yeah. Stan, Stan, is it Stan or Prime? Prime, they're bad for it, bro. Literally most things you got to. Yeah, I just go straight to the watch now tab and so I don't have to have that problem. Don't get it my hopes up. <laughs> but yeah, I found if you go on the Apple TV app and then just click the originals tab at the bottom, everything there is free to watch. And now a quick word from our sponsors. This week's episode of The Commentary Booth is brought to you by LF9 Designs. Are you in need of a new logo, event poster, Twitch overlays or emotes, or even merchandise designs? Look no further than LF9 Design for all of your graphic needs. The team there can create anything you need to suit all of your styles. Contact Luke at lf9designs at gmail.com or follow them over on Instagram at LF9Design. This week's episode is also brought to you by Cade Digital. Cade Digital utilizes the full potential of your social media and digital media channels to achieve your business goals. Contact Cade Digital at www.cadedigital.com.au and give your social media and digital platforms that special boost. Yeah, I've been a busy boy and then the smashing stuff out <laughs> world goes i've been watching heaps I, I watched um the orphan i'd never seen it oh the the horror flick yeah i don't know if it's a, it's not a part of like the conjuring that is it but it's got um it's very similar vibe that actress that the one that plays like the the wife in like the conjuring series she's the mum in the in the orphan, yeah, that's 
weird. She's like a fucking franchise known. Yeah, she's just the horror lady now, apparently. Oh, Vera Farming Famiga. Vera Famiga. You went and seen that, eh? I, did you? Did you? Uh, Conjuring? The new one? The new one. Yep. Uh, I liked it. It felt worthy of being in the Conjuring series, but one and two are still the best in the series. One is superior as far as horror movies go. It's chilling. Yep. Chilling's the word for it. One and two are great, and then, yeah, this third one was good, but not quite the same. They they tried to change it up a little bit. and What was that his crap one? The Nun? Yeah, that was a dud. It had so much potential and then was just a dud. That's why the Orphan's a bit like that, but it's not as bad. But then again, I don't know if the Orphan's got anything to do with it. So yeah, watch that. What else I'll go back and watch? Oh, Moneyball. I've never seen Moneyball. I can't believe it took me this long. Yeah, but that sounds like it's right up your alley. Bro, it was. I had no idea why I just never got around to watching it. It was incredible. Yeah, it's so good. I love Moneyball. Yeah, like the real life story is incredible. The movie did so well. Very good. I believe it took me so long. I'm filthy at myself. Because, yeah, one of my mates is like, hey, you said money. What was it? Bruh, fully haven't. I've, and I was like, I don't know why. I've just had it on my list for the last six years. Yeah, the list. The list. <laughs> it do be like that. What else? Um, oh, yeah, it took me forever to watch 1917. And what else? Dunkirk. It's funny that, like, the, the ones that you think, like, yeah, I, I'll love that. And then you're like, I'll just add it to the list. I'll definitely watch it at some point. And then it just totally, you forget about it. And then end up watching all the crap where you're like, I might be into this. I'll see. They're the ones you instantly hit play on. Um, <clears throat> there's heaps of those. There are tenants off on Netflix at the moment. I'm going to watch that for a second time. That's pretty big for that to be just popped up on Netflix. Yeah, it came quick too, like. It's weird, Netflix. I, I wouldn't, that's not really a Netflix vibe. I don't know. I wouldn't have picked Netflix to pick that up. It's on Binge too. It's Yeah. I was on Binge last night and saw it. And I was like, it's on both? Might be on Prime as well. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that again. I haven't seen it since the cinema. That definitely feels like one where they just go put it on everything. Yeah, that would have made a killing at the box office. Yeah, because it was like the first big release since all the lockdown stuff. Yeah, was it? Yeah, well, it was probably would have been the first movie. Yeah, I, watched, I went to watch it and wore a mask, yeah. Yeah, for me, the other one I watched, once I gave up on Lisey's story, though. <laughs> give, um, wait, give it another crack. Maybe. I'll see how I go this weekend. Um, the one I ended up watching was the new Pixar release on Disney Plus called Luca. Yeah, I wanted to watch that. Yeah, it stars a... Uh, Jacob Tremblay, who's been in the movie Room, Good Boys, Doctor Sleep, and Jack Dylan Glazer from Shazam and the two It movies. They play these two young sea monsters who live off the Italian Riviera, and they decide that they're going to go onto land for the first time, and when they step onto land, they sort of... um, transform into just human looking boys so they can hide out in town and they just try to live in the town and become friends with a young girl and it's all about sort of 
kids coming of age and building friendships and overcoming their shyness. It looks extremely wholesome. It is. It's like this really vibrant, bright, warm, just happy film. Like after watching something that I didn't enjoy, watching this was like, this feels nice. This is good. And the voice cast does a great job of getting across those excited little kid vibes. Um, yeah, it, like it didn't quite reach the lofty heights of, say, a Toy Story or a Finding Nemo or an Up, but it's still totally worth the watch. Yeah, I'm definitely. It's all, I'm definitely gonna watch it maybe over the weekend. I just uh, misplace one's Disney Plus login details. Yep. Scrambling. Yeah, I really want to watch it. It looks sick. Yeah, it's cool. Do need a change of pace. Have you seen the movie Call Me By Your Name on Netflix? Oh, um, no, but I think I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, that that's the Timothy Chalamet one, and it's like uh, a gay love story. Oh, yeah. No, it's a few years old. No, I haven't. I'm looking at it now. When I first saw, like, the trailer for Luca and read about it, I was like, this feels very, like... Yeah. Very similar to Call Me By Your Name, and it definitely is. Like, the Italian setting, the two young boys sort of just hanging out and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's got none of those, like, love elements. It's just purely two kids that hang out and become friends, but... Even, like, the character designs and everything are real similar. I was like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah, that would be – yeah, it looks like – I'm looking at screen grabs now. It looks – this uh, Call Me By Name looks a lot like a um, movie I watched. Um, it's called Blue is the Warmest Colour. Yep. It's like an independent French film. It's um, one of, like, awards at Cannes and whatnot years ago when it came out. But it looks the exact same vibe as this. It's not bad. It's like a, it's about two girls, not like – the two dudes of this one. Yep. Yeah, so, like, this Luca one is, like, the kid-friendly version of that, like, just all about friendship and yeah. coming out of your shell and realising who you want to be as a person growing up. I need to watch it. It could be a good one for tonight. It's hard to go past a Pixar one. Like, they are kids' movies, but they do make you feel happy inside. No, I'm, bro, I'm, I love a Pixar. Um, what's it called? Um uh, Zootopia. Yep. And The Secret Life of Pets. Two classics. Zootopia had me in tears, man. It was that like, funny. Yeah. Up is probably still my favourite. Like, oh. Up, yeah. Oh, Up had opposite, opposite tears. That, like, the opening segment of Up just hits so hard. It does hit some type of way. Where the wife passes away, it's just like, oh. And then the rest of it is just like this nice movie. I'm still big, big, big Ratatouille fan. I watch that bit, eh? <laughs> That's a random one, but okay. I love Ratatouille. It's incredible. Ratatouille and Cars are my two favourites. Like, I like Toy Story, but I never got, like, heaps into Toy Story. Oh, they're cool movies, but, yeah. Um, what's another? Over the Hedge. I like Finding Nemo just because it's like, it's just super funny. Oh, Finding Nemo is incredible. So quotable as well. Dozens of times. How good is it? I haven't seen the Dory one. Have you? Yes. See, that's another, that's another one. I should have watched it five years ago, but I just haven't. <laughs> it, was, it was good, but yeah, 
Finding Nemo is way, way superior. Go. You mentioned you watched one more movie. Yeah. Um, I was just scrolling and looking for something I was in the mood to watch, and I found this, um, I think it was a Netflix original. It's called Lost Girls. I think coming out, yeah, 2021, 2020. Um, it's based on true events in America. Um, so basically these like street girls, prostitutes kept getting kidnapped in this same area. I think it was Long Island or Long Beach. And um, then uh, they found like bodies, like heaps of bodies at once in this like swamp area. Then it pretty much runs the story of this mum and her daughter goes missing. She's like a street girl as well. And the cops just don't really help out much. And it's, um, I was, didn't really think much of it at first. I was like, oh yeah, because it only went for like 90 minutes. Oh, so it's just like a real quick, easy watch. Yeah, it was quick, but um, geez, it really hit the spot eh, at the end. It was very dark and um, pretty heavy. I think it won like awards at Sundance or something it mentioned. Um, but I'm like, well, for a 90 minute movie, that they could have easily made it into like a miniseries. It would have been an incredible miniseries, like same sort of vibe as like Mayor of Easton. Okay. Yep. It's all about like the mother's grief and dealing with it. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. Like, so the mother's like putting out flyers, and she's like doing her own investigating and um, like detective work, and just doing like most of the police work and all that sort of stuff for them. Um, it's really good. Uh, I had actually there was actually a, there was a young actress in. I was like, you, you know, when you see me, you're like, where do I know you from? But she was actually in Jojo Rabbit. It was the like the young girl from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. Yep. I actually remember. Yep. I assume, yeah, this must have been the one before JoJo. Yeah, maybe it was. It would have been around the same time, though. Yeah, it's very good. I, yeah, I'd recommend watching it if you want to watch an hour and a half movie or better murder mystery. Yeah, I was so surprised. I didn't really think much of it because I just, it wasn't really bumped up to the homepage. I went like looking. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of it until you mentioned it. Right. I don't know. It should be um, <laughs> It should be a bit more popular than what it is. I was so surprised and the ending was... It sounds like it'd be something my mum would love. The ending was pretty dark and I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting this and it not being really good. It's... um, Actually, I won't say it because I accidentally seen like a news story before I watched it. Real life on it sort of spoiled it a bit. <laughs> yeah, my mum loves all those sort of crime mystery drama things like that so i will be recommending that one to my mum yeah i um it's it was very good i was so surprised i think that's gonna be on the list this week in the cold weather the way they've had it like a 90 minute movie and that when it could have actually been a drawn out mini series is very well done uh so what is your uh top recommendation for the week Bro, I'm actually, it's got to be Mayor of Easton. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. I'm right on board there. That's such a great show. And I found out um, apparently HBO initially were very hesitant on the way Kate Winslet wanted to portray the character too, which is silly because, like, that totally makes the show. Really? I'm, I'm a bit, it'd be interesting to do some reading up on yeah, she is what made, like, completely made it, like, kept me into it. Just unstable, trauma-ridden. Yeah, they, they didn't want 
didn't like the idea of having a character without makeup and just being very sort of messy hair and like that. But Kate basically went in there and said, no, like this is what the character is. Like she's not, she doesn't have the perfect set hair and makeup every day. She's the sort of character that just does very basic makeup and just gets to work and gets her job done. Working class. Yeah, she's a pretty rogue cop. I also read that uh, Kate was an executive producer on the show. Oh, was she? And she was very adamant on all the characters and everybody on set feeling equal and included. You could tell too. There was no like superstar no. in that show. Everyone sort of played like a pretty equal and like equally big role too. There was no one sort of stepping back. Everyone sort of played like a really big role, but there was no one outshone anyone. As good as Kate Winslet was, like she wasn't, didn't just like superstar shine, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she was like the the central character that everything revolved around, but all the other characters were just as important. Like with, you take one or two away and the show falls apart. So, yeah, hundred percent. It was yeah, it was incredible. But yeah, when they told her that she was going to have a bigger trailer than everyone else, she refused and said everyone had to have an equal size trailer. Yeah, how good's that? Love hearing stuff like that. As I, I actually got a, a sub sub recommendation. Yep. I'm gonna um, recommend a um, a rival podcast, if you will. Okay. And because we're up there, we're up there, we're up there in the charts. And this guy is, I think we're going head to head with him, Joe Rogan. Yep. Um. So his podcast one five one eight is David Show. Do you know who he is? I didn't realize who he was. I just off the name. He's because I heard the story. He's a he's an artist, and he's the one that um you probably heard the story. He um painted a mural in Facebook headquarters years ago and Zuckerberg offered him, look, I'll give you six, I think it was $60,000. I'll give you this money or I'll give you shares in Facebook. He's like, yeah, what the hell? I'll just take the shares. Oh. And he ended up cashing out, he ended up cashing out the shares a couple of years ago for 200 and something million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So he's like well known for that. And um, I'm two hours in and it's a four hour episode. So it's a big, big one, but he's just got an incredible life story. He's, been through a lot he's like experienced a lot he's just got so many good stories he's like an american born korean bloke yep yeah great artists and um yeah and i think i read too he so that was a couple of years ago we cashed out for like 200 and something mil but if he kept them to today it would be worth like 1.4 billion yeah i think i'd be happy enough with 200 million though. i'm thinking if you're an artist like you've 60k that's a pretty good payday isn't it <laughs> yeah you would think so geez that's smart to take the shares far out. it's such a good story yeah i definitely want to read up while listening he's got his own podcast too actually yeah interesting dude she's just gone from this artist to this overnight multi like 200 million dollar millionaire i imagine when he painted the mural he didn't need the sixty thousand, but yeah like yeah, it seems like that, eh? Like, I guess, yeah, if you don't need the money, you go, I'll just take the shares and see what happens. But 60K as an artist would set you up for a quite a while. I think that would have been 10, 15 years ago, maybe you did the mural around that time frame, I think. <laughs> so Facebook wasn't much chop back then. I wonder if, yeah, he'd, he'd had enough work that he was stable in his life and he was like, oh, I'll just take the shares and see what happens. But, yeah. Good choice. I wonder if he had a plan or a contract in place where he where he had to like 
why wouldn't he cash out like five years ago? Like, why do you wait so long? It would have been so hard to like just watching it go up and up and up and up. It would have taken patience and resilience to not cash out along the way. I suppose you probably heard the story of the uh, the guy that designed the the Nike logo as well, and was like, you know what? I'm gonna not take the payday. Yeah, um, there's a book book about him. I want to read. He only got paid like a couple of hundred bucks or something to design the tech. And then now looking back on it, he's like, well, that was a stupid idea. Take, take a couple of shares in Nike and you'd be set. Is it Nike actually the like, Nike tick the most recognizable logo on the world? Or was it the Macca's Golden Arches? It'd be one, I think it's one of the two. I would think the tick, but yeah, the, the arches could easily be up there as well. Yeah. I, yeah, a lot of kids probably don't know what the Nike tick is, but like every kid knows what Nike's is. Yeah. And the, the Coca-Cola logo's be pretty high too. Yeah, no, Coca-Cola's huge. Yeah, that's like up in the top three. There was something about Coca-Cola, not necessarily the logo. Ronaldo tried to do his best to, to destroy that for them this week. That's astonishing. Why like, what, like $4 billion off the market value of Coca-Cola? Yeah, in 24 hours. FIFA for like 34 years. Did you see what Pogba did the next day? So Heineken, uh, the beer, a sponsor too. Yeah, because he's Muslim, he doesn't drink. He moved the beer. Did the Ronaldo move the beer away? But um, it was actually the Heineken 0.0% beer, not alcoholic one. <laughs> okay, yep. So he could have had it. <laughs> so jokes on him. Did you see what? I think it was like one of the... It was one of the Eastern European countries. One of their players was like, he did his post-match interview and he just grabbed them both and was like, guys, call me. He just did the total opposite. He was like, I'll happily drink whatever you tell me to drink if you're going to pay me, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Different gravy. Yours has been pretty boring so far, to give you the, to be honest with you. Yeah, I watched uh, England struggle this morning. This morning? Nil all. Nil all against Scotland. What are you doing? Woeful on the world stage. That England side is stacked and they couldn't, couldn't do anything. Yeah, they're just incredible on paper. They're always Anyway, that's the time to wrap up. He's not happy. Yep. Yeah, so Mayor of East Town all around this week. Yeah, 100%. And if you've got time, David Show, Joe Reagan, his most recent one. Brilliant. All righty. Thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow me on social media at Jamie Apps Media and at Pario Magazine. New issue out in just over a week. And you can follow Blake on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our new magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jamie Apps Media. The following people have supported at the publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps. <laughs> <laughs>